morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 14 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it over here to the co-host known as the GOAT himself, Nick Manella. What's going on? Stellar intro there, brother. I I try to pump the tires every now and then. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Well, I'm going to need my tires pumped after they got deflated over the weekend at your place. Yeah, it was a fun time. Little uh, corporate holiday party. Uh, If that's what you want to call it. Uh, That went not nearly as expected. No, it did not stay very corporate. So do you want to touch on this concoction that was green and made me feel like I was... Like a suit man for the Vancouver Canucks in 2011 while I was drinking it. Yeah, so that's something I picked up from my bartender days over at uh, the restaurant that I'm not allowed to say the name of. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was... It was a good experience, you can tell. Exactly. Uh, you know, I learned to make there, and uh, it's just such a huge hit around the holidays. It's a dessert cocktail that essentially tastes like a Thin Mint, and people just go nuts for it. I know you enjoyed it. I know oh, yeah. the last year that I made it, our friend Mike drank like seven of them and was like projectile vomiting green everywhere. It was oh, awesome. God. But yeah, it looks like the Seahawks color rush came out of exactly, his mouth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, this shit was delicious. I, I saw that you were using half and half. Yeah. So it was a little strong at first. So my girlfriend goes over to her. She goes, it needs more half and half. She pours half the fucking like bottle. And, <laughs> and at that point, it's just like a milkshake. I'm like, you're going to die. And like, sure, right, sure yeah. shit, she kind of did. Yeah. So um, I stayed clear of that after having like half of one. Yeah. The was there spiked hot chocolate there too? Is yeah, that, there was. Yeah, oh. we had a hot chocolate bar with like peppermint schnapps and Bailey's. You know. So your girlfriend actually said to me, she goes, "Oh, this is great for when you go to go to sleep." And I was like, I, "I, full honesty, did not need help going to sleep. Not at all. I didn't I even make any, it to the. Uh, I don't think anyone did that night. But. No, I didn't make it to the uh, spiked hot chocolate. Unfortunately, I really was looking forward to that. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but thank you for having us. That of course, was it was a blast. I'm glad you guys had a good time. I'm sure, people got some uh, snippets on the Instagram story seeing oh, the hands sure. team come out. Oh, yeah. So that was nice. Um, so last week, I actually just want to touch on this because this was kind of a cool experience. So last week, I was actually down in Texas and Mexico for work to go visit some uh, manufacturing sites. And Never been to Texas, never been to Mexico. I've never actually left the country, so that was just an eye-opening experience. Um, so we flew down to Dallas, and we're, we were there for probably all of 10 minutes, caught a quick flight to San Antonio, and then we drove from San Antonio all the way to Del Rio, Texas, which is the most southern part of Texas you can possibly go without touching Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive. I think we saw four cars. Wow. It was nothing. It was just a wasteland. It's all ranches, and yeah. it's like it's just like you see like these giant fences that say like Ranchero, like whatever the family yeah. name is, and yeah. they go like boar hunting. They have like shotgun you know like shootings like Sign all this stuff up. yeah no it was kind of cool but like it's it, it, it's just so different down there you don't even realize it and then yeah. uh we finally you know right like probably 30 minutes before we get to del rio i guess there's a air force uh like base there and you know the guy i'm driving with he like pulls the car over and he's like watch this this happens like every time we drive down here and they tend to go supersonic sometimes mm-hmm. so he's like watch how fast this jet goes up so this jet takes off and goes up in the sky in literally like two seconds and the sound is so loud like we're in a huge ass suburban and it just starts vibrating yep. and i'm just like holy yeah. shit that's so cool that's awesome yeah it was that was a cool experience and um stayed in del rio for the night went to mexico the next day 
that was a wow experience. Yeah. It's definitely different down there. Um, a lot of stray dogs. Very weird. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Like, you go to lunch, dogs barking at the restaurant door. There's dogs laying in the middle of highways. There's yeah, dogs laying out. Yeah. I'm like, because apparently nobody takes care of their pets. Um, <laughs> we go to this restaurant for lunch, and the one menu item says $180. And I look at my my uh, coworker. I'm like, is this real? He goes, pesos, buddy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you <laughs> idiot. I'm like, I'm like, like, so how many doll hairs is right. it? Like, you know. I think it was, I mean, it was like six or seven bucks. I yep. don't know, something like that. But it was dirt cheap. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's really all I have to say. That's PC for Mexico. There's a lot of other shit that went down, but I don't want to freak anybody out. Um. <laughs> and then we stayed the night in Austin, Texas on the last night, which is an absolute blast. I've heard that's a great city. Live music, rock and roll, country, all bars open all times of night. It, like, we literally went to like nine different bars. That's awesome. It was a great time. Uh, Those parts of like work trips are like fun. Yes, exactly. It was the tail end of it. I had a blast. Highly recommend Austin, Texas, if you have already been to Nashville and you want a similar scene. Um, I've heard it's you know somewhat of the same crowd, same kind of music. So uh, yeah, it was a good time. Just thought I'd share a little Road Warrior segment. I know some people like that. Uh, I will have another Road Warrior segment for you guys next week as I am traveling to Las Vegas this week for vacation. Uh, that is going to be very interesting. And I'm meeting up with a lot of New Yorkers there too, so that makes oh, my condolences. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough about me. Uh, what do you got, Nick? So uh, not a whole lot. I think for you know to kick off this new segment, the big one is that the Devils finally fired John Hines. I feel like we kind of thought this was just a matter of time before this was going to happen. It's one of those situations where it's probably a combination of one, they've been playing terrible; two, whatever he's doing wasn't working, and it was just. The yep. simplest option to so, write the ship is just fire the coach. So currently New Jersey is sitting at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division with 23 points in 29 games. They are second to last in the Eastern Conference. Detroit takes the cake on that one. They are also 2-7-1 and one in their last 10. And they also have the second worst goal differential in the NHL at minus 35. So they have, that would mean they have 35 more goals scored on them than goals scored themselves. Yes, which is egregious so, at this point. I mean, you and I were saying at the start of the year when we did the division previews that they were going to be above the Rangers and we thought they were going to crack a playoff spot and that Taylor Hall was going to resign and the Wayne Simmons deal was going to help them and PK was going to help, PK Subban that is, was going to help right. them. Jack Hughes was going to have a big year and none of those things have happened so far. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hughes is now, I think he's on pace for like 40 points. Yeah, and I know there were people saying, well, it's almost World Junior time. He's still eligible to play because he's only 18. Oh, wow. Is he going to go play World Juniors? And I think a lot of people are saying, well, at this point, don't you consider him like a full-time NHL player? Uh, I do. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. If the kid's only on pace for 40 points, I mean, I can't even think of a rookie that's had that bad of a season other than Neil Yakupov, maybe. Yeah. Oof. That was rough. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Oilers fans. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, and Schneider going uh, down this year, at, not down as an injured, but down as in he's got, he basically just got cut because he's been playing so bad. Yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood has been a nice bright spot. He hasn't played too horrible. He's definitely played above expectations, but. It's just not coming together. I mean, they were the Cleveland Browns of the offseason, like yes. where they brought in all these pieces. And they're the Cleveland Browns of the regular and season. And then it now. just hasn't worked. Like it hasn't 
Um, it doesn't make sense to me. They got good pieces. They got Vatsadin. Yeah. Who hasn't been as good as he was at Anaheim, but yeah. he's still a good player. They have Will Butcher, right? They have P.K. Subban. Miles Wood. They have Miles Wood as a you know great third-line depth guy. They have the leadership in Zajac. And I, I think mean, one of the most underrated players for their team is Kyle Palmieri. Never yes. gets talked about. No, never. Very consistent. I just don't get how but, this team isn't good. It doesn't really make sense to me. I honestly think on paper that they're – we said they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, they're better than the Rangers on paper. So, yeah. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully they can get it together. Yeah. Well, hopefully not, so that way my boys can still make the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, John Hunt's shit-canned, so he's out. And Elaine Nazardine is filling in for him as the interim head coach. He was the assistant coach of the team. Uh, he actually used to play for Pittsburgh back in the early days, back when Sid was a rookie. So oh, okay, wow. I remember him a little bit. Um, you know, he seems like he's a likable guy based on the interview that I saw of him when he had accepted the uh, interim position. So good luck to New Jersey going forward, but it is definitely not looking good for them right now. Um, another lottery pick probably wouldn't be the worst thing for them either. No, not at honest. all. Um, the Coyotes. So another thing, tying back to our division previews at the start of the year, Nick and I said that the Coyotes would be the best bang for your buck for first place in the Central and that they had a very realistic chance of doing so. And what place are they in? Uh, Pacific, yeah. my bad. Not what Central. place are they in right now? They are tied for first. Oh, yeah, Edmonton. that's right. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of know our shit sometimes. Exactly. So you've called Mikhail McCarr, too. Yep. I thought it was going to be Jack Hughes. I said, you're crazy. And you said, no, it's going to be nope. Kale. So... Yeah, the Coyotes are tied for first place in the Pacific Division with the Edmonton Oilers right now. They look very good. Uh, They are winners in five of their last seven. Uh, They actually just got shut out the other night by Pittsburgh uh, in Kessel's return, which I will elaborate on later. But they are tied in first with 40 points with Edmonton, and the next closest team in the standings would be the Vegas Golden Knights with 35 points. They're sitting comfortably in second. Fun little stat: their home record is only seven six and one, but they're eleven four and three on the road so far. And it seems like every time I watch that team play in a shootout, they there are two guys that go first score, and that's it. Game's over. Connor Garland. That dude is sick. He's nasty. So good. Ever since uh, Whitney on Spit and Chicklets mentioned about this kid, yeah. you know, being from his hometown, I, it's like literally since then he's just taken off. He does like that. Um, that move where he literally just like goes like limp and just glides for like five seconds, like the controller battery is like running out. The dead battery, that's yeah. the move I call it. And then it. all of a sudden, like he just clicks it back on and it's over the goalie's shoulder. Yeah, I mean, Darcy Kemper has been incredible so far this season, so that has definitely helped their causes so far. Uh, you know, I, I don't really know what else we could say about this team other than that. We knew they were going to be gritty, we knew that they had depth. Phil Kessel actually hasn't really played all that great this year, he only has one even strength goal to date. Wow. So, you know, that's just showing you where uh, he's been lately. So it just shows you it's a big group effort. Guys who are stepping up that aren't usual suspects. Like we said, Connor, Connor Garland. Nobody knew who this guy would be at the start of the year. Derek Stepan's looked really good. OEL has been himself on D. Yep. So, you know, all looks good in the desert right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, however, the NHL and NBC Twitter page threw out their power rankings for this past week. And the Coyotes were surprisingly not on there. Uh, I mean, granted, they did get shut out by the Penguins, so I can kind of understand that a little bit. But they have been hot as of late. I'm going to run by you the top five that they have on their list. Number one, the Washington Capitals. 
Number two. <laughs> Not even surprised, but yeah. <laughs> Number two, the Colorado Avalanche. Three, Boston Bruins. Four, Philadelphia Flyers. And five, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Interesting. Ooh, number five? Yes. Why? They look good right now. They do look good now. They're three this, now. This is, three. okay, I will say this. This is the right call for the top five as of late. Yes. As of late, yes. As of late. Yes. Um, Caps one, Boston two, or did you say Colorado two? Colorado two, Boston yeah. three. Those three, in my opinion, mm-hmm. are a big step ahead of four and five. Yes. As of late, not too, too much, but overall, yes, I agree. Yes. Uh, the Flyers have been really hot, and I mean, they're starting to do what we thought that they would do. I mean, we both, I think I had them coming in second in the division preview, and you had them coming in third. So. And we said, I mean, this is exactly how this team goes. They win five, they lose five. They yeah. win six, they lose, you know, it's just. That's kind of how the Penguins have been yeah. so far this year, too. But surprisingly, you know, I saw a stat on Twitter the other day. Through December 1st of this season versus last season, the Penguins have actually a better record and they haven't had one. They've literally had 32 minutes of healthy hockey the entire year. Wow. We've had 32 minutes all year where Latang, Malkin, and Crosby have played at the same time. So, you know, I'm, I can't I can't really argue with that too much. Uh, they're 3-0 in their last three. They're coming off back-to-back. They came off back-to-back shutouts uh, against the Blues and the Yotes, which are two teams that are no slouch. And then they're they, definitely not. And then they beat the Wings, so I can't really argue with that. The Avalanche look unstoppable and i hate yeah. to say that your i mean your caps look unstoppable but holy shit what a stand like a final that would be that i that, that would be terrifying i'd get a grubauer jersey just to fucking mess with you guys <laughs> <laughs> i mean the avalanche just look great uh they still don't have landeskog back yet no they don't Rantanen on his night back i think he had like what four points or something i mean yep. he went off uh, the Bruins are the Bruins per usual. I think they actually play the Caps again this week. Wednesday. Okay. That'll be uh, the big one of the week. Yes, there's actually two big ones of the week, and we'll get onto that later on. Um, do you have any quarrels about this top five power rankings? I really don't. So um, I would actually say uh, the Wild and the Jets have both been very good lately. They've been very hot lately. Um, the fact that the Wild... I think I saw this today. Their first, in their first 30 games, 20 of them were on the road. Wow. That's um, a lot. Well, and, that explains. Yeah, and they've – what's their last 10? They're 7-1-2 in their last 10? 7-2-1. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean – They look good. Winnipeg's really turned it on, too. Line has been not scoring as much as you would think, but he's racking up some assists. He's actually top 30 in the league in points right now, and you wow. haven't even heard his name once. Exactly. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. I don't necessarily disagree with the list. I think maybe you take the Penguins off. Uh, it's hard to pick five. I I'd mean, put the Wild yeah. up there instead of the Penguins as of right now. But that is the top five power rankings per NHL NBC for this past week. Um, I want to touch on the Malkin and Kessel reunion earlier. Sure. Little um, Tommy Sticks. A lot of Tommy Sticks. Yeah. Uh, basically, Gino fist bumped him in the pregame uh, warm-up, threw up the Instagram and said just – the most Russian caption of all time at Phil Kessel 81. And it just has a heart and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the most Russian <laughs> caption. All the fans love him. The welcome back video was tear jerking. Uh, Kessel actually got a little teary eyed. You know, I, I don't miss his stupidity, but you know, I do miss the lovable American that we can all relate to. I so. just miss watching him get pissed off. Yeah. He's a little bit of a drama queen. Yeah. Uh, per, uh, Biz on Chicklets, he actually said that 
I don't care if they reverse 69 each other. That it's was not, so, it's was not, so funny. <laughs> it's not tummy stick, so I thought that was freaking hilarious. Um, that was probably the best comment I've seen. Best friends, you know, go go back, back-to-back cups. I don't really call it tummy sticks, but it's just cool to see. Exactly. Um, we have, uh, speaking of the Jets from earlier, Nikolai Ehlers got in an absolute tussle with Ryan Getzlaff. For those who have not seen the clip, Ehlers was skating down the right side uh, on the wing, and Getzlaff threw him a slash. Ehlers went behind the net and gave Getzlaff a slash in the back of the calf. Getzlaff looked back at him, and Ehlers just dropped the gloves and didn't even hesitate. I would say that Getzlaff has about four inches and about 30 pounds on him. Yeah, balls to that kid for going after him. Yeah, Getzlaff can, Getzlaff can throw him. Yeah, and he's, he's a, a big, big boy, too. Yeah, he's like 6'4", 230. I yeah. mean, props to Ehlers for stepping up for himself. Um, he didn't fare too well in the fight. Getzlaff actually had his fist rocked over the back of his head and could have killed him. Yeah. But he decided to pull up. Uh, Classy move. Good guy. So just thought we'd touch on that. That was a really cool clip. So we, uh, we, we retweeted that on the Twitter. A similar situation happened between the Ottawa Senators and the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Brady Kachuk basically jumped Scott Lawton after he scored uh, what would eventually be the game-winning goal. Uh, about two minutes later, after Lawton scored, Kachuk jumped him from behind. Uh, you know, there was talk about suspensions, p- perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, later in that game, Drew actually took the water bottle on the bench and sprayed Brady in the back of the back of the neck with it. Um, I love this shit, man. Yeah. This is just what makes hockey great. It's so entertaining. I, you know, I think the like a fine was the right way to go here. You know what I'm gonna say? If that was Tom Wilson. Oh, it would have been like 10 Fif- games. 15 games. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so. It's not even close. But the Kachuk boys are proving that they're rats, yeah. and I am all here for it. I just love to like imagine that this is what went on in the basement of their house. <laughs> and then like Keith comes downstairs. He's like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, you both never stop it's talking. Like, I got a game in the morning, asshole. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, these guys are awesome. I love the Kachuk brothers. Say what you want. They're rats. You're going to hate them. Uh I would take him on my team any day. I love the way oh, they 100%. play. Uh, so if you haven't seen that clip, go check it out. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this in the last podcast. I can't really remember. But, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers over to the Flurry family. Yeah. Uh, Marc-Andre Flurry actually lost his father last week. Uh, his dad had been, quote-unquote, battling an illness. Flurry has missed the last four games. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers to them. Flower's a good dude. His dad seemed like a good dude based on, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff that I saw when he was on the Pens. So, you know, we just want to wish them our best. Uh, the NHL.com writers, uh, a.k.a. Sam Rosen, uh, debated who the most exciting player to watch is in the NHL. He came up with a top three. I'm going to run the top three by you. I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. We got Connor McDavid. Yep. Nathan McKinnon. Yep. David Pasternak. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. The third one is where I feel like you could probably put a mix of four players in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the top two nailed it. Who would you say is yours? I think it could be anyone from Matts to Ovi to you know Sid. I mean, Ooh. yeah, really. Yeah. I, I hate to admit person. it, but yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, I just think I would personally pick McDavid just because. Mac is great, but McDavid's speed, it, it, like if you if you're a new fan watching hockey, it's just like that guy is. It's noticeably so much faster. It's like that guy is so much faster than everyone else. Yeah, like 
you don't have to be a genius to pick up on that. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it's just an eye test, and that's the best part about it is yeah. you don't really have to know much. You can just be like, that's the guy. Yes. Um, so I just thought that was a little uh, interesting. I'd be curious to hear what our fans would have to say. Maybe we'll throw that on the social media platform, uh, see what their thoughts are. So another article leaked out of Sports Illustrated, who surprisingly talks about hockey. Um, should the Blackhawks fire Stan Bowman? The Blackhawks currently are last in the Central Division with 30 points in 30 games, and they are 3-5-1 in their last 10. I think they should tank. I, you know, this is tough. So I'm hearing this. Um, this is one of those original six franchises. This guy has the Bowman last name on him. It's like one of those things where it's just going to be because of his name and because of this team. This is going to last <laughs> yeah. much longer than it should. Yeah. So I feel like they won't fire him. Right. I mean, now now that I've said that, tomorrow it's going to come out that they fire him <laughs> and make me look like an absolute you know Muppet. But. Right. Uh, I think I don't know, man. I mean. You win, you win three cups in this span of time. They did. It's impossible to keep everybody, right? It is. And what goes up must come down. Unfortunately, that's just the way that sports work. I mean, look, Detroit was on top for twenty one, twenty two years or something crazy, and now they, they made fucking the playoffs stink. for twenty three straight years. Yeah, yeah, and now they stink. I mean, it's just what it is. It's part of the cycle of sports. It's just when you live in a salary cap world and a draft lottery world, that's just the nature of the beast. And I don't really think, I mean, the job that Bowman has done with his ability to keep the players that he's kept and then draft new ones that are, you know, like, I mean, Kirby doc, looks Kirby great. doc, Alex to bringing in Dylan Strom, you know, yeah, no, stuff like that. Good. I mean, th- there's, you know, that Gustafson guy too. Yeah. Eric Gustafson. Did they, yeah. did he, I don't know if they drafted him. I think they did. I but, think so. Um, regardless, I mean, It'll, they kind of have decent pieces. It's just you know Crawford is definitely. They not need what some time to too. I mean Adam Boquist has been like up and down from the A. That's like he. I mean he has the potential to be a you know top four defenseman. So yeah, for me it's like I said, Crawford hasn't really lived up to what his hype was. No, Laners looked okay, but I think you really saw a product of what Trotz's system could do last year yes. when he put up those numbers. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, all right. So I'm gonna butcher this name, Alexander Lafantine. He's like going to be the number one pick in this uh country. alexi lafreniere yeah french kid uh yeah. what nick said don't yeah. listen to anything <laughs> i just said <laughs> don't even yeah. try yeah exactly i saw an a and an l i was like whatever uh apparently he's being regarded as the best prox- prospect since uh mcjesus yeah he looks really good i mean i've seen a couple highlights from the last weekend of just him you know tearing up the queue right and you know that being said it is the queue but right. still everybody puts some numbers in the queue yeah um, I think the Red Wings have their paw prints all over him. Yeah. But if not, you know, the Blackhawks are, I mean, they're last right now. If things stay as Stan, that's yeah. not a saying stay as Stan. Um, <laughs> you know, finish bottom three, they have just as good of a shot. So, yeah, he's definitely, I mean, this is, it's looking like one of those drafts where there's a clear cut favorite for number one, and then we're just going to watch, you know, who comes next. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, you have the ESPN's buy or sell. Yes, I do. So our, you know, just favorite people over at ESPN have come out with another five buy or sell uh, topics to discuss. So buy or sell, Phil Kessel will finish the season with 30 plus goals. Um, shit. I'm going to say probably I'm no. I'm selling this one. I think he will get over 20, but not over 30. 
Yeah, I don't see it. He's got six goals right now through 32 games. You know, uh, I'm not buying it. 30 goals? Hell no. 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 We're, we're too close to halfway through the season for me to buy that. Uh, this one's pretty good. The Florida Panthers already regret the Sergei Bobrovsky contract. Oof. <laughs> um, that's too soon. It is too soon, but if I had to go buy right now, I'd buy that a thousand percent. If I had to say right now, then yeah, I'm going to buy it. I don't really... I think he's going to turn it around. I do too. I mean, they I threw a lot is. of money at him. Well, so. again, I think we're starting to see a trend here. Torts has known... when. Back in Columbus, Torts is known to play tight systems, shot blocking forwards, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think, again, that was a product, his numbers were a product of the coach's systems yeah. and the defenseman put in front of him, and not as much based on skill. Granted, I get it. You know, an NHL goalie, regardless of how good you are, is not going to stop a two on one every single time. But no. The system it's has just to simple be. simple physics. Yeah, the, the system is in place, you know. I, 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 I'm. Yeah, that's really my thoughts. Okay. Uh, the New York Rangers will make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, no. Sell, not happening. You don't think so? Nope. Okay. I mean, look, they'd have to win the wild card spot. Which could means- it Like, could it happen? Oh, it could easily happen. They're yes. right. They're right there. But they're- I don't think it will. No, they're right there. I mean, look, the Penguins have that first wild card spot. And I believe the – hold on one second. I think it's the Hurricanes have the second one, right? I think it is the Hurricanes. It is the Hurricanes, yeah. So the Hurricanes have the second spot. I think both of those teams just have a little more – Oomph. Oomph. Yes, that's exactly the word. A little more yeah. oomph than the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Rangers have what? They have 33 points in 29 games. The Hurricanes have 37 points in 30 games, and the Penguins have 38 points in 30 games. So the Rangers have a game in hand. Assume they win that. They're still four points behind. It's really early, but it's going to be tight down to the wire, but I just still think the Penguins and Hurricanes are going to take it. I agree. Uh, Jack Eichel is one of the top ten players in the NHL. Bye. Bye. Number ten. Nice. He's like 10. He's pro- we'll get into that later in the episode. He's been playing really well lately. Yeah. The Sabres started off very hot. They actually are still in a decent position for, you know, how poorly they've played lately. I'll buy it. Okay. I agree. Uh, and I agree with the fact that you said as number 10. Yeah. He's not. He's definitely not top five. Yeah. Or top eight. For sure. Um, someone other than the Blues will be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Oof. Oof. Um, let's see here. So the Blues are leading right now. I think the only team that could really put up a fight as to, you know, based on what I'm looking at with the standings, the way they currently are, is the Avalanche. And that's why I'm buying it. Uh, Yeah, the Avalanche. Uh, yeah, the Avalanche have two games in hand. They're only two points behind. They win both. They're in first. They still don't have Landeskog. I think they're the more complete team. I think they're the more dangerous team, to be quite honest. I'm go- Yeah, I think I'd buy it. I'm honestly shocked that the injury St. Louis has had to deal with has not slowed them down. Same with the Avalanche, yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy. And I, to be honest, I'm more, I'm less surprised that the Blues have been as good as they, as they have been with the injuries than the Avalanche because the Avalanche have been known to be top-heavy. You at least know that the Blues have the depth to support you know, the star yes. players. 
Um, and that Tarasenko injury, I th- do think at one point will catch up to them. I agree. And speaking of injuries, I just have a couple. I have three little tidbits for injury news from around the league. Uh, Travis Konechny is out indefinitely with a concussion. That's not going to do the Flyers any favors at all. No. Uh, they're going to... He's kind of like the unsung hero. He really is. Yeah, yeah. they got Giroux. They got Voracek. It's him and Couturier. They got like, Provorov. Run that team. Yeah, they got yeah. Hart. Those are the big four, you know. And then after that, Konechny's kind of that glue guy. Yeah. If you will, like a Chris Kunitz type. Scrappy. Yes. Gets in there, scores goals. A little bit goals. undersized, but... More skilled than Kunitz, I would yeah. definitely say that. For, oh, for sure. Um, Patrice Shut the Berge- fuck up. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron uh, placed on IR for a lower body injury. Good. Um, so that will probably slow. Not the good. Bruin. I like him. Yeah, but. that'll slow the Bruins down a little bit. Certainly hamper them in the faceoff dot. Yes. Um, so keep an eye out on that. It's a big loss. Nico Heischer is day to day with an illness, so you know things are just kind of falling <laughs> apart in Jersey right now. Um, they have, it has been since it became a state. So yeah, that yeah. one, you know, from what I saw, doesn't, it's not expected to be anything long-term, but it's, you know, he's yeah. definitely one of their best players. So it's not helping them at all. Is Hughes playing right? Yeah. Who's he is, yeah. playing again? Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering. Uh, you want to touch on state of the unions? Let's do it. I'll let you go. I'll go first, actually. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> your team's already in first in the power. Save rankings, the best so. for last. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so my penguins, they're three and zero in their last three. I feel like I've a beaten record at this point, but or, dude, I butcher so many sayings. Broken when, record, broken, beaten record. Like, what am I doing? I don't even. Yeah, that know. sounds like something else. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, so the Penguins three three and zero in their last three back to back shutouts in two of those, and then they beat the Red Wings. I feel like a broken record. Um, they're a streaky team right now, man. I mean, they go up, they win four or five, and then they lose two or three. And I feel like two weeks ago I was saying they're going to be cup contenders after they came back against the Canucks. And then last week when Murray was fucking up for us, I thought, you know, after we lost to the Blue Jackets, I was like, we're screwed. So um, they just got to really, you know, put it together, be consistent, just survive till Crosby gets back or actually thrive a little bit. Evgeny Malkin looks absolutely incredible right now. Six points in his last four games. He's leading the team. He has two game-winning goals in that span. In my opinion, Tristan Jari is now the number one goalie for the Penguins. Wow. Uh, until Murray can <clears throat> get out of this funk, Tristan Jari is the man, dude. I you got to go with the hot hand. Yeah, back-to-back shutouts. The second star of the week in the NHL this past week against Arizona and St. Louis. So, you know, he's doing it against good teams, too. Uh, the power play looks better as of late. Gensel looks amazing. Uh, McCann, Tanev, Bluger, all these guys that are depth guys have been pitching in. The boys look good right now. Hopefully they can stay hot. They got a decently weak schedule coming up this week. Um, they have the Canadians, the Blue Jackets, and the Kings all this week, and all three of those games are at home. Those should all three be wins. You know, uh, little tights. Tidbit, side bit, what am I saying? I can't fucking talk. <laughs> Alex Galchenyuk is on the trade block, apparently. Yeah. I am hearing rumors that he is going to be traded by the new year. Uh, the leading candidate, according to my sources, a.k.a. Google, is that Alex Galchenyuk will be dealt to the Leafs. Wow, interesting. The Leafs are in the hunt for him. Uh, their problem is that they do not have a backup goalie. Uh, Hutchinson, Sparks, they're all just kind of fucking up lately. I don't think they're there enough to carry the load as an NHL backup. Exactly. So they are 
uh, talking about either going for Jari, which I don't think will happen at this point, or DeSmith, who, if you remember, was put on waivers at the start of the year and got sent to the A, and he was really good for us last season. Um, so they would want Galchenyuk and DeSmith, and it's rumored that the Penguins are going to want Barry. Wow. So probably going to be a couple of picks thrown in there, but it's been known that the Penguins have been lacking on defense. Uh, That's big salary cap implications for you guys too. Don't ask me how it works because I ain't crunching the numbers and yeah. I'm not a GM. But, but I know he's his contract is it's big. Yeah, it's gonna fuck the leaves in the off season anyway. So yeah, they probably won't be able to resign him. And you know, if we do actually acquire him, then all of a sudden we have Justin Schultz and Tyson Berry at, up at the end of the year. And he's Berry's on a one year deal, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know. Interesting to see how that all works. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Galchenyuk has been very bad this year. It just started bad. Just hasn't when he, clicked. No, he got the spider bite at the start of the year and you know came out of training camp not that great. Um, and he only has two goals so far this season. I mean, he really doesn't look that great. So I wouldn't be surprised and I'm not that sad if he gets dealt. Okay. How are your capitals? Uh, well, if you didn't see it, they've won their last six games. They went 4-0 and on their road trip that started in Detroit and ended in L.A. or Anaheim. I forget which one. It's Nobody hard, cares. You know, it was hard staying up for those games. I'm well, old now. I don't now. care. <laughs> so they went 3-0 and against California teams, uh, San Jose, Anaheim, and Los Angeles for the first time in franchise history. That was awesome. They won all three games in, like, a different way. Um, that game against Anaheim was real chippy. Uh, just like the one a couple weeks ago. Did Gabranson throw down with, what's his name? Hathaway. Yep, yeah. they went at it. I good. mean, sh- you know. I didn't see that clip, so I must have not been Props to Hathaway. You know, uh, you know, the whole spitting thing, I obviously didn't agree with. But, you know, to stand in there with Gabranson, who's. Gabranson's a tough motherfucker. He's a big son of a bitch, too. Yeah. And then uh, I know everyone saw Nick Delorier just pound the living shit out of Radko Gudis. Yeah, I saw that. That was a tough one, too. So the yeah. Ducks are a tough team. And, you know, props to those guys for just manning up and, you know, taking it. Right. Um, and Nick Backstrom is expected to return to the lineup Monday night, which is the night we are recording this, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So that is a great sign for the boys in red. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, let's get to the who's hot and who's not. Who do you have for the hotties? So continuing with my State of the Union. I uh, actually did, Nope. <laughs> wait. Who's not? <laughs> uh, John Carlson. All right. Three goals, three assists, and six points in his last, I think, like three games, two games, something like that. He has six points in his last three games. Yeah. yeah. Two game winners on yes. that road trip. 43 points through 31 games this year. He's and there's a- only two other defensemen in NHL history to do that. Al McInnes and some guy named Bobby Orr. <laughs> so, uh, you know. You fucking ass. Not I wish that you bad. Guys, I wish you guys could see his face when he said that. <laughs> not that bad. And uh, that was enough to earn him first star of the week, according to NHL.com. He is on pace for 105 points. That is... It's insane. Disgusting. Yeah. I would love to know when the last time a defenseman in the NHL, if it's ever happened, got 100 points. I think it has to have. Well, or probably. Probably. But other than that, I mean, shit. I know. I don't know. Um, we need a stack guy one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, going back on what Nick, Nick just said, the NHL three stars of the week, John Carlson, number one, six points in three games, three goals and three assists. Tristan Jari was number two with back-to-back shutouts against the Yotes and the Blues. And Jack Eichel was number three with seven points in three games, two goals, five assists. He's riding a 13-game point streak. We'll touch on that a little more in a sec. Uh, but those are the NHL's three stars of the week. My others who ho- who's hot in regards to teams. The Flyers, Caps, and Pens, the Metro Big Boys, as I like to call them, those are all 
they're all looking good right now, uh, as you can tell by the power rankings. The Wild are seven one and two in their last ten. The Jets are seven two and or seven two and one in their last ten. So as I said earlier, those two teams are stepping up right now. And during Jack Eichel's thirteen game point streak, he has ten goals and thirteen assists for twenty three points. Wow. And the Sabres are sitting third in the Atlantic Division right now. Wow. So, you know, good stuff from Captain Jack. As far as the who's not, the New York Islanders. Uh, the Islanders are 5-4-1 in their last 10, but that can be a middle, little misleading. Uh, if you remember, about two weeks ago, they lost to the Sharks to snap their point streak that they were on. Uh, I think they snapped it at 16 or 17 games. Uh, since then, they are 2-4. and four. They haven't looked that great. Um, going back to, you know, my old man's stat from a couple weeks or two weeks ago, they give up the most critical shots out of any team in the league, according yes. to Corsi ratings. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe this is a sign of things to come, but it hasn't looked great for them lately. And then the Detroit Red Wings, who, God bless their soul. It's just, it's bad. Oh nine and one in their last 10. They've surrendered the most goals in the league. The, the second closest team, uh, is 23 goals behind them. So the Red Wings have let up 23 more goals uh, than the second worst team in the league as far as goals against goes. And, you know, I just don't really think anything's going to transpire from this. I mean, they better hope they get a lottery pick. They're last in the league with 17 points. It's it's reminiscent of Ottawa last year. Uh, Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Uh, You hit the nail right there. I really am fucking up so many things. <laughs> this is brutal. This is horrible, <laughs> so horrible funny. radio. Uh, hit the nail. Like, <laughs> hit just, he just hit the nail. Hit the nail. Um, do you want to do first liner and fourth liner? Sure. Let's hop into it. All right. Who you got? Uh, my first liner is Victor Olofsson of the Buffalo Sabres. He nice. has 26 points in 31 games played. He, right now he has six points in his last four games, uh, one goal and five assists. He is top five in the league in power play goals. He's got a nasty wrist shot. I like him a lot. I didn't really know who he was before the year, uh, but he's quickly becoming a name that should be recognized across the league. I like him. The Sabres like him. The power play likes him. There's nothing not to like. This was that kid that scored like his first six NHL goals were like all on the power play, right? Yeah, that's insane. Yep. Um, My first liner is Pavel Frankuz. Don't know how I, you know if I'm saying that right. Or Can not. I get the origin of the word, please? No, uh, <laughs> somewhere in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Um, so this is the backup goalie for the Colorado Avalanche. He has played nine games this season. He's a seven-two and zero. Wow. He's a two-point-two-four GAA and a nine-three-one save percentage. So where did you find this? What made you think of this? The internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I- so Grubauer is actually banged up a little bit. Uh, oh. He got hurt and had to leave the game the other night. So there's still no statement on you know how long he's going to be hurt for. But this kid's been lights out in all nine games that he started. And if you're looking for another goalie to pick up, this is definitely the way to go. Yeah. I mean, those numbers are pretty stellar. So I can't really argue with that logic. Sounds like a plan to me. It might be a good thing to... Note that on money lines and puck lines going forward for this week. Uh, before we dive into the picks, I just wanted to say... Do you want to do your fourth liner? Oh, shit, yeah. Man, dude, I'm so <laughs> off today. Jeff Skinner, uh, three goals in his last 10. He has 18 points so far through 31 games played this year. He has a total of 11 goals. So, you know, eight of his goals came early on and then just three in his last 10. 
I said in the division preview that he was a fluke last year, that they overpaid for him, that he is not quite a 40 to 44, 40 to 45 goal guy, but that he's more of a 20 to 30 type guy. Yeah. Um, you know, this so far, it looks like I'm right. Yep. I would uh, definitely agree. You know, both Sabres players for this week. So, yeah. Toss it off to you. Uh, my fourth liner, and don't crucify me for hearing this name. So, you know, hear me out. Alex Tuck oh. of the Vegas Golden Knights. So, he has played very well over his last few games, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got nine points total on the year. And for a player that's as talented as he is, uh, that's just not up to par. No, Vegas is weird this year. Yeah. I, mean, I know I, he's battled injuries, but, you know. Yeah, but even just touching on the Knights, I mean, we both said that they were a lock for the Pacific, that they were the, that they were the easiest pick for to winning like a win, division. win the division. And they just haven't really put it together. It's just like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Me neither. Uh, you know, Flower's been out recently, you know. It feels like Subban's playing almost every game, even when Flower was healthy. Yeah, seriously. Uh, you know, maybe their weak back end is starting to get to him. I mean, they have Nate Schmidt. Yeah. They have Shea Theodore, but after that, it really drops off. Yes. Um, you know. So, uh, my, um, my reasoning for this pick was if you Google, like if you go to Yahoo!, and you type in, um, you know, fantasy hockey trends, you can see who's been, like, apt and, like, added and dropped. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's just a giant red bar going across for, like, jo- uh, drops on Alex Tuck right now. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Um, so, as I was going to say before, I forgot our own segment and, you know, fucked that up. Uh, the game of the week. I like – this is my own little segment I like to do. Um, just the game to keep an eye on, you know, Nick touched on the Bruins playing the Caps on Wednesday, I believe it is. Yes. Another really good one on Wednesday night, the Flyers versus the Avalanche. They are right now, I would say two of the four hottest teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, that game's going to be in Colorado. That's something to keep an eye on for this week. That should be a good goalie battle as well between Kata hot and whether it's Gruby or whatever the Czech Republic name that Nick just said is. Uh, it should be a good one. Definitely. So let's dive into this week's picks. First off, we are going to go over our ones from last week. Uh, if you listen to me, I'm really sorry. Uh, first time going 0-3 uh, so far this year. Went 0-3 last week. Flames, puck line versus Kings was so close but didn't hit. Only got the 4-3 to money line um, but did not get the puck line. The Islanders decided to shart themselves against the Canadians and lost in Quebec last Tuesday. And the Avalanche versus the Leafs did not hit the over. I think that was a three or four to one game. Uh, so I went skunk last week. So coming off my skunk from last week, I went two and one. Uh, the puck line that I picked was the Lightning versus the Sharks on Saturday. That was a lock that hit so easily. Uh <laughs> Moneyline one that I thought was a little bit of a sneaky pick and I thought was one of my better ones of the year was the Rangers at the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And that one hit. Okay. Um, and I got a pretty, a one. you know, I got pretty good odds on that one. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, of course, you know, the thing that I'm usually best at hitting over <laughs> missed. Um, yeah. So uh, the Sabres Oilers, uh, I picked the over. It ended up going to a shootout. I think the final was two to three. So that was the only one yeah. that I missed on. Yeah, that happens to the best of us. Exactly. So I'm trying to get off the schneid this week, and I'm actually going to be in Vegas this week, so please pray to God I don't go bankrupt and that this actually all works out. Uh, My puck line for this week, interestingly enough, whichever game Marc-Andre Fleury starts, Okay. that's what I'm putting. Um, It should be Tuesday night against the Blackhawks, 
and the Blackhawks beat up on the Knights last time they played. That game is in Vegas, so if Flurry starts on Tuesday against the Hawks, hammer the puck line. He's going to be able to play lights out. The team's going to be behind him. It's going to be an emotional start to the game. Uh, you know, I definitely think the Knights are going to whip their ass, and this is a puck line lock if Flurry starts. Nice. Uh, my puck line is going to be the Colorado Avalanche versus the New Jersey Devils on Friday. It's mm-hmm. in Colorado. The Devils are reeling. The Avs are hot. You do the math. Yeah, honestly, that might be like a minus 110 at that point. Like, yeah. It's going to be pretty, uh, you know, steep odds. You're not going to get a great return, but that's probably a lock, I would say. That's almost for sure. Yeah. Um, Taylor Hall might be playing against his new team soon. Exactly. So who knows? Maybe he'll just stay there. <laughs> uh, my money line for this week, I am going to have the Penguins beating the Blue Jackets on Thursday. I don't like to bet my own team, but the Blue Jackets beat out a Beat up on us the last time we played. This is our revenge game. If Jari is in net, I would definitely take this. If Murray is in net, I would hesitate a little bit. In fact, you know what? I'm going to say if Jari's starting, take it. If Murray's starting, don't. That's going to be okay. That's going to be uh, my pick. So I'll put that. Uh, I'll put that as a little note when we post that on the Instagram. So my money line is going to be the Senators in Montreal on Wednesday. Hmm. Interesting. So the Senators, I think, have shown that they are a feisty hockey team. They are. And that they can win some tough road games. And Montreal has been pretty flat over the last month. I like that pick a lot. So I am. I think you're going to get some decent odds on this. Yeah. It's mo- like Montreal at home. They usually get favored. I think yeah. you should have oh, a yeah. big old plus in front of the Sens. Sens, I think, will be like plus 140, plus 150, something. So a nice average. little money line pickup, you know. They've proven that they can steal some games in overtime, steal some games in the shootout. I like this one a lot. Sounds good. And for my over-under for the week, I'm going back to the under. I haven't bet an under since I lost it in the first period when the Lightning played the Maple Leafs about a month ago. Um, I have the Minnesota Wild versus Edmonton Oilers under on Thursday. The Wild have been one of the best defensive teams in the last 10 games, sneakily. Um, And I just... I don't know. This is kind of a gut feeling. The last time these two teams met, it was a low-scoring game. Uh, I know that because I lost money on it. Yep. And that was the last time we did the Oilers puck line, and I'm done. So I'm thinking it's going to be an under on Thursday. So my uh, over-under for the week. Wait, before you go, only if it's at six. If it's at five and a half, don't take it. Okay. Um, My over-under for the week is going to be a game that's at five and a half as of right now. The over in the Savers versus Blues game on Tuesday. The line is at five and a half, and I think this will go over. Okay. Yeah. Sabres versus Blues? Yes. Okay. Do you know who the home team is by chance or no? It's in Buffalo. I like that. If yeah. it was in St. Louis, I might go against it, but yeah. I like that. Okay. So it's in Buffalo. This one, I like this a lot. I think next week I'm going to make you choose an under. Okay. <laughs> okay. If this over under doesn't hit, then I have to take an under next week. All right. I like that. That sounds yeah. good to me. Um, yeah, I like that pick. That's pretty good. Uh, so that will wrap it up for this week's picks. Happy gambling to y'all. Um, hopefully we can win you some money this week and I can get off the schneid. Um, one last thing is John Scott sent out a tweet earlier today. And it got, you know, Nick and I thinking because we, you know, obviously grew up in this, you know, time frame idolizing players. Uh, John Scott said, who is an underrated player that today's youth did not know how good they were between the years of 2000 and 2010? 
So, you know, who is someone where people didn't realize just how good they were, especially today's kids where they just see... Like a 13 or a 14-year-old right now. Yeah. Like probably just maybe hasn't heard the name no. or like, you know, hasn't seen a ton of footage of them. No, they just know the three M's, Matthew McDavid McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're so used to that. But who's someone back in that day that you think was just really good but never got, you know, as much appreciation as they should have gotten? Uh, so, you know, I'm going to go Homer on the first one. Uh, you know, I've been raised a Caps fan since infancy. Backstrom. Alex Semen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. D- ridiculously skilled. Now, granted, I had the biggest love-hate relationship with this guy. Like, you know, he would go out and get back-to-back hat-tricks and then would go pointless in 10 games and take a, what I used to call the Semen special. He would get um, a hook, <laughs> a trip, and a slash, like, all within the same game. Uh, He's the Russian Phil Kessel. Yes. Essentially. But, like, in terms of greatest snapshots of all time, Ridiculous. he's in the top three. For sure. He was so nasty. He put, I think, like, what, Ovi's second season? Him and Ovi both had, like, over 40. So he had 40 and, and 84 raged. points in uh, 2009, 2010, which I think is one of the best Caps teams ever put together yeah. before the, you know, all-time it, choke job in the playoffs. But Yeah, but that's in the past. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that dude used to get loaded with Ovi. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's <laughs> Isn't like that those why he got two he, he running kind of, out with the Putin credit card. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just know what was going on. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was disgusting. And that's definitely not someone where when you look at the career stats, someone's going to be like, oh, wow, that guy was good, right? Yeah, he had and a I couple think good years. Yeah, like, unfortunately, like the way his career kind of ended, you know. He went to Carolina. Like he went to Carolina, and then he was in Montreal for a little bit, and it just never clicked. Yeah. And then went back to um, the K. Yeah. Uh, mine, I I think Nick has what three. Mm-hmm. I have one that I have stats to back up. I just thought of a second off the top of my head that I'll say later. Uh, mine is going to be Brad Richards. I don't think he ever really nice. got the appreciation that he should have gotten. Uh, won know, a Conn Smythe. He did. Yeah. So in 2004, he won the Conn Smythe when the Tampa won the Cup. But you still always hear about the Le Cavalier, the St. Louis. Louis. And then when Stamkos came onto the scene later in that decade, Stamkos, I feel like he never really got the credit he deserved. I remember he signed a monster ticket with Dallas once he left yeah. Tampa. Um, but just to give you an idea, I mean, you would never guess this, but Brad Richards played 774 games in the 2000 to 2010 span. Wow. And he had 701 points. That's insane. So that's almost a point per game. If I mean Over 700 plus so games. So in 2008, he had a really bad injury. Had that season not happened, he probably would have been close to a point per game, probably like a .9 points per game type player. Wow. And no one ever really – that's a name that's just disappeared. Yeah, I feel like that might be because, you know – after he left Dallas, it never, he, he yeah. was in New York, and then I believe he was in Chicago for a little bit, yeah, and it just wasn't the it, same. It never clicked, no. Yeah, like he showed flashes in New York yeah. of like, you know, why he was brought to Dallas and like what he had done in Tampa, but. He was sick in Tampa. So good. And I don't think he ever really got the recognition he deserved, so. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Yeah. My next one is Danny Briere. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I like that. 95 points with the Sabres in 06, 07. Yeah. I like that a lot. Insane. Yeah. yeah I like uh, that. Undersized guy. Great shot. Um, sort of kind of got like lost in that. That Sabres team was so sick though. Yeah. In seven. No, the first year after the lockout when the Hurricanes went to the cup and beat them. Yes. They had a Finneganoff. They had Breer. They yep. had Drury. I mean, they, were, they had Brian Campbell in his prime. They yep. had Ryan Miller as a young guy. I mean, yep. they were loaded. They, uh, they were 
he was a part of some great teams, but I mean, just, you know, he went to Philly and was a factor for a little while. Oh yeah. He was a big factor. They were good, especially in that, you know, 2010 to 2013 span. I mean, my most famous, uh, what was it? Did he get stuffed by Lundquist in the winter classic or did he score it? I can't remember. There's the famous clip. Oh, I think he got stuffed. He it was like stuffed. a penalty shot. That's right? just what I remember yeah. him as. I don't know. That kind of sucks for him. Um, and then my last one is Mark Savard Ooh. from the Boston Bruins and Atlanta Thrashers. So he in 05-06 with Atlanta, he hit 100 points. He hit 100 points? 100 points with oh, the Thrashers. Shit. Yeah. So you know he's doing a lot of that Was that himself. when Heatley, Hosa, and uh uh, Kovalchuk were there? I think so. So, you know, he did yeah. have some help, but I mean, for no, a, a I mean, team that was... Dude, 100 yeah. points is 100 points, and that was a third world country, basically. Seriously. Back then. And then in um, 06, 07 with the Bruins, he had 96, and then in 08, 09 with the Bruins, he had 88. So, I mean, this is a guy who obviously, if you're familiar with him, you know how his career ended. Death by Matt Cook. Death by Matt Cook, um, you know, due to injury. Uh, that was... I remember watching that game live with my dad and it was just like oh god yeah and they brought the stretcher out and he's going if you actually have never seen his uh letter on the players tribune he talks about you know the concussion problems and what it's like to go through that it's not exactly the happiest of reads but it's a very eye-opening yes and it's definitely something that everyone should read yeah he talks about the dangers of head injuries and you know uh basically head trauma and he just went through a very, very hard time. And probably, I think he still is going through a hard time just recovering from all of that, you know. And Two of the most violent concussions I've ever seen. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He yeah. was a really good player, though. Yeah. Uh, my second one, I have no stats to back this up, but I can guarantee you Sergey Gonchar was top five or three. I'm going to venture off to say he was top three in defenseman scoring in that decade. One of the greatest one-timers ever. Oh, 100%. Absolute legend of the power play. Yep. Um, was great for the Caps, was just incredible for the Penguins. Now the defensive coach for the Penguins, um, you know, really helped us in that 2009 Stanley Cup win. Without him, there's no way we win that. Uh, he was just incredible. Best quarterback of the power play I think I've yep. ever seen. Yeah. So, Total cue ball head too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the few Russian defensemen, defensemen who made a serious impact in the NHL too. Yes. I think he's one of the pioneers of that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he was incredible, and I don't think you know people will really remember him as such, but I will. Yeah, for sure. Definitely Penguins fans. Uh, that's all I've got. Yeah, I mean... Do you have anything else? I don't think I do. Um, we actually just announced on our Instagram the winner of the ACS Foundation jersey giveaway. Congratulations to Carlos Lucero. Way to go, Los. You have now won the uh, raffle, I guess you could call it, or whatever. I don't know. Giveaway. Yeah. Um, So, you know, hit us up on the Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Let us know. He's a Steelers fan. I pray to God he wants a Penguins jersey just to piss all you off. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, you know, Los, This one might get lost in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It conveniently just somehow got shipped to Russia. I don't know, man. Yeah. but yeah, let us keep a lookout for that. Uh, thank you to everybody who donated. So, you know, d- today is December 9th. Um, Nick and I are going to sit down after this recording and try to figure out a date where we're just going to hammer a bunch of interviews. Um, we know those have been a big hit with our fans up to date. So, you know, bear with us. Uh, like we always say, this isn't our full-time obligation. We have other things going on in life that sometimes can make scheduling tough. Definitely. But that is something that we definitely want to do. I Um, think it's something that we both really enjoy doing too, because it's one thing, you know, 
as much as I love spending time with you every damn Monday, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of fun when we get guys, you know, um, to oh, come yeah. in and sit down and sort of just like share their story and, you know, where they, you know, started playing, how they started playing, you know, what yeah. their, you know, career is like now. I got some great feedback, uh, from the interview last week, you know, just about the California stories and stuff. Yeah, and it was great to hear from uh, Colin's mom. She actually uh, <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, she actually um, direct messaged us on uh, Instagram, and you know, it's always good to hear from the moms. <laughs> <laughs> Not to embarrass you, Colin. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely something we want to do, um, and we plan to do it going forward. Hopefully, you know, in the coming weeks, we can hammer home a couple, so that way, going into the new year, we have you guys covered for a month or two per, or say. Um, that's really all I got. You know, I'll be doing a little road war segment on our Instagram this week in Vegas. I actually am going to the golden Knights versus Canucks game on Sunday. That'll be sick. I don't know if we're going to be able to record next Monday. We might have to push it to Tuesday. We'll figure it out. My flight gets in on Monday. I think it's going to be a late one. I think it's at like five o'clock. So that's past our usual time. So, uh, for the listeners, we'll throw something up on the social media page in case it gets rescheduled. We might have to do it on Tuesday. I'd actually prefer to do it when I'm fresh on Tuesday and can yep. give you a recap of what the arena's like, that what, works for how me. the game was. So, yeah. um, you know, be on the lookout for that. But other than that, I don't really have anything. I think that's just about wraps it up for this week. Um, we are 14 episodes deep. Couldn't be happier. Yeah. This has just been a blast. And, yeah, thank you for all the support. Uh, and, you know, we just keep pumping it out every Monday. So... Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs>